Good morning. Um, my name is John. I'm the lead pastor. Uh, and I'm so glad that you guys are joining us today, however it is that you're joining us. Uh, so cool to see people that are live in the room. Uh, those of you that are watching at watch parties right now, I hope you're eating something super, super yummy. Uh, those of you who are watching YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, that's super cool. Uh, today, uh, we're actually celebrating a bunch of holidays today, so uh, belated happy Juneteenth, uh, happy National International Refugee, Refugee Day, and uh, happy uh, Father's Day. Lots of fun stuff going on. Uh, so today, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this word, uh, intentions. Uh, and here's what is true of me, maybe true of you. Uh, over the last year, Ash and I have been going through our house, and we have found lots of things that have been in our house for a long time that started with some sort of a good intention, but somewhere along the way, we didn't quite follow through. So uh, this is uh, a total gym 1,000 uh, of maybe... Ten years ago, uh, one of my neighbors said, I picked this up. Uh, I don't want it. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, that's like what Chuck Norris uses. Like, I'm going to, I have the intention, I'm going to use that, and then I'm going to be like Chuck Norris. And it has sat in my basement. Uh, Ashley's told me to get rid of it for the last few years. Uh, you probably can't see too well, but there's cobwebs and dust on it because it has sat in our basement not being used even though I had every intention to use it on a regular basis. Uh, here's a, a couple others. This is a, a book that we got. It's called Square Foot Gardening. Uh, we bought our house uh, back in 2009 and we're like, oh, we're going to be gardeners. We're going to grow stuff and eat it. It's going to be really cool. Uh, so we, interesting about this book, we bought it uh, we actually followed some of the guidelines. So like we, you know, it told us how to build the box. It told us how to plant the seeds. But then there was some instructions in here, like apparently you're supposed to water your plants all summer long. And we didn't do that. And so we like came back from vacation in August and like all of our plants are just like, and like weeds everywhere. And so like we started off with like really good intentions that like, like, that guy there, you know, we're going to have gardens that look like that. They're going to be beautiful, uh, and it just didn't work out. Uh, and then I found this in our basement. I don't even know where this came from. I don't know if, if Ashley, if you ever did this or not. I know I didn't. This was a, a Pilates DVD that has been in our basement for a long, long time, uh, has not been used, and it actually... Uh, I bring this not because of us, but it gives me a chance to bring up one of my favorite workout video stories uh, to dog on my sister, who maybe most of you don't know. Uh, but my sister once bought a DVD like this, not exactly this DVD. She bought it. She put it in her CD player, DVD player. She sat down on her couch and she watched it. And here's what every single one of you know when it comes to intentions. That all the best intentions, just buying it doesn't make the difference. Believing in it, oh, I, I believe that would, if I use that, it would be so good. Just believing doesn't really matter. Just having it around in the house, uh, talking to other people about it doesn't actually make a difference. The only way that you can make an intention actually pay off is if you actually take action. Uh, and that's uh, important for us around here because uh, we talk about a lot of things that we hope give you good intentions. 
Uh, just over the last 12 months or so, here's a list of some classes that we've done. Uh, sorry, you can skip to the uh, next one, Pam. Uh, we've done a class called Alpha, uh, which has a ton of great stuff about how you can learn, explore, how you can spend time with Jesus. Uh, we do a class called Financial Peace University about budgeting and about saving. Uh, we've done a class called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality about how to get yourself in a, an emotionally healthy place, uh, emotionally healthy relationships about getting your relationships in order. And then for the last few weeks, we've been going through this sermon series uh, called Upside Down, going through the Sermon on the Mount. And I believe that the content in every single one of these and other things that maybe you've studied, maybe you've read, is so, so good. But you just listening to it, uh, you just you know sitting through the class, you having the book on your bookshelf, you nodding and being like, oh, that's really good. Like, if I were to do that, that would really, really pay off. You having every intention to do it in the future doesn't actually make a difference. In order for any of these things to actually have real fruit in your life, you have to actually take action. Uh, and so, yeah, and I can put that next one up. Here's the way it works, is you have to move from intention to action, to now I'm actually doing this. And really, when it comes to those spiritual disciplines, when it comes to the total gym 1000, when it comes to gardening, what it really takes is repeated action. Uh, because if I didn't work out for three years in a row, and then I decided, you know what, today I'm going to take action, and I'm going to try to fit all the workouts that I've missed in the last three years, and I'm going to cram them all into one day, that's not going to go well. Uh, if I didn't water all year long my garden, and now all of a sudden I'm going to get all the water I should have been putting on for the last two months, and I'm going to put all that water on in one day, that's not going to, it needs to be something that it's repeated, so much so that if you've taken uh, emotionally healthy spirituality, it becomes a rule of life. This is just, this is just what I do. This is just like a pattern of my life. Uh, other people know this about me. This is just part of what I do. And if you were to take the total gym, if you were to take gardening, Pilates, I'm sure that if they became a normal part of your life, then you would see payoff. And much, much more important for our purposes today, if you were to take the words in which Jesus says, if you were to take the things that maybe some of you have learned or maybe you will learn in some of these classes, and if you make them not just something that you agree with, but if you make them something that this is what I'm trying to do every single day, so much so that it becomes a pattern in your life, then you will see change. Uh, and here's why uh, we're talking about that today. Uh, we started back on Easter going through a famous sermon that Jesus did uh, called the Sermon on the Mount. It's found in Matthews 5, 6, and 7, and we've been moving very slowly through it. Uh, so far, uh, we've been a few months into this, we've gotten through Jesus's introduction, uh, and then we have a whole rest of the sermon to go still. So we're going to be in this sermon for months and months and months to go. Uh, all summer long, uh, we'll talk about this more in a little bit. We're going to spend time in uh, Matthew 6, where Jesus talks about this, uh, how to pray. Uh, you might have heard it before as the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to spend eight weeks just looking at that section, trying to figure out how to not just learn, but how to actually make a way of our life of prayer. 
Uh, but before we do that, uh, I wanted to skip today to the very end of the message. Uh, because this whole sermon that Jesus does, the Sermon on the Mount, the point of it is Jesus isn't just talking to like hear himself talk. Uh, he's not doing it so people would just be like, oh, you're such a good speaker, Jesus. We're not going to do any of that. Thank you. Uh, but but that, that was great. I love the illustrations. Really, really good. Jesus's whole purpose of saying this sermon and everything else that Jesus said was not just that we would have good intentions, but that we would actually act on it and that we would repeatedly act on it. And Jesus's goal is that these things would actually become just who we are, what we do. This is how we talk. This is how we treat people. This is transforming us into a new kind of person. Uh, so today we're in um, Matthew chapter 7, and here's how it starts off. It says, not everyone who says, uh, and the idea there in says is like, not everyone who gives like lip service, uh, not everyone who just like, you know, like post on Facebook about it, uh, not everyone who just buys it, who just has it around, uh, not everyone who just says to me, Lord. Uh, and we've talked about through the series that word Lord, uh, but to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, that's not just like a, you know, a term for Jesus. Uh, that's really like a general title. Uh, it, it means king. Uh, it, it means uh, master. Uh, it means there's going to be some sort of a figure in our lives that whatever that thing, uh, whatever that person says, that is exactly what we're going to do. That I'm going to have someone who I'm going to make the ultimate boss of my life. You know, you tell me to come in at this time, I'm going to come in this time. Uh, someone's going to be the absolute coach of my life. You know, you tell me to do this as a training regiment, I'm going to do that as a training regiment. Uh, someone is going to be my absolute teacher. I, I want to know everything you have to say. And here's a way I've been thinking about the idea of Lord lately. Uh, we have a, a team that's meeting right now, and we're trying to figure out what does the future of our church look like? We're eight years old now. We've just gone through this year of COVID, and you know, a lot of interesting things have happening. Like, you know, how much of like what we said when we first started eight years ago should we continue, and what should we tweak? And so one of the things uh, that we did a couple weeks ago in this meeting is we looked through all of our mission statement, vision statement, values, and we asked the question, which of these things, like, do we still love and we want to keep? Is there any of these things that we're like, you know what, eight years later, we're not really quite sure about that anymore? And then this was the, the interesting question, I thought. Is there any parts of our mission vision that, like, we love, but we're like, you know what, we have it written down, but I don't know if that's actually true. Like if you were to ask a random person, like, you know, hey, is this true of that group of people who go to Christchurch Albany? Would they be like, oh yeah, that's totally it. Or is it more of like an aspirational goal? Uh, and here's one of the ones that we brought up is uh, our mission is, uh, hopefully you've heard, is to be a group of people who love Jesus, each other, and the world. But a word that we don't use as much as we should, but it's, it's written on the website, is this word radically is that we want to be a group of people who not just love Jesus, each other in the world, but we want to do it in a way that's radical, that, that's extreme. Uh, and, and here's some definitions of the word radical, is to be radical is to be like very different from the usual or the traditional. So here's how maybe some people love Jesus. Here's that, you know, but like we're doing it in a really much bigger way. 
or the idea of like favoring extreme changes in existing views, habits, conditions, or institutions. The idea is that we want to be a group of people who are doing this to like the nth degree away. People are like, well, you don't like, you really love Jesus. And, and as contrast, the difference of that, of course, is that we could write something like this. Is we want to be a group of people who like, eh, kind of love Jesus. Like, kind of love each other. Like, we do it when it's convenient. Like, when it fits into my schedule. You know, when, when there's nothing else that's really conflicting with it, you know, when it's not going to, like, it, it, take away from things I'm doing at work, when it's not taking away from things at the neighborhood, when it's not too hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it a little bit. And so real quick, just to yourself, is if you were to rank yourself on some sort of a scale, you know, if you had, a, you know, like a line up here, you know, and somewhere down here it was like, you know, I, I don't love Jesus, I don't love other people, I don't love the world at all. You know, that's one side. The other side is like radical, just extreme, you know. And then somewhere in the middle was like, yeah, kind of. Where would you put yourself on that line? Uh, where would you see yourself? Uh, and this is why it's a big deal uh, to Jesus and why he wants us to move from being not just a not at all, why he wants us to move from many of us, I think, to a kind of, a sort of, a when it's convenient, to a radical time of faith. Because uh, here's what Jesus says. Uh, is Jesus says that not everyone who says to me, Lord, not everyone, so Jesus is saying that there's going to be people who show up in church and are like, oh yeah, no, Jesus is my Lord, totally. Like, no, I, I sing the songs, I, I, I'm a part of a team, like, Jesus is totally my Lord. But even though they're, they're saying it, they have the intention of it maybe, they're not actually living like he is their Lord. That not everyone who says to me, oh, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says that, here's what the stakes are here, is that if you're not following me in a radical way, if you're not doing all the things that I told you to do, then what you might miss out on is the kingdom. And to be clear, what Jesus is talking about here, later Jesus will spend time talking about heaven and you know, eternal life. You know, we talk about that sometimes. In this sermon, we've talked about this. Jesus is not talking about eternal life. He's talking about life right here on earth. A way in which you can live and experience other people. A way in which you can have peace in yourself and a way in which you can experience life with God right here, right now. And what we've said is that there's a way in which you can live the kingdom way of life that Jesus says is the blessed life. Uh, it's the, the, the happy life. Uh, we've said that it's a, and this is a weird word, but I like it. It's, it's an enviable life. There's a way in which you can live that other people, when they see the way that you go through life, when they see the smile on your face, when they see the hope that you have, even in tough circumstances, when they see the family that you're building, when they see the difference that you're making in the world, they're like, there is something about you that I just, I wish I had more of that in my life. Uh, as a way to embarrass him, one of the reasons why I like having Frank lead our worship so much is that Frank's one of those people that when you just see him, when you meet him, you're like, you have something that I don't have, and I, I want that. And Jesus says that it's possible to live in that kind of a kingdom, happy, blessed way of life. But the way to do it is not just to listen to the words of Jesus, but it's to actually put them 
into practice. And it's when you put them into practice, it's when you actually start using this thing, that's when you're going to get the fruit. When you actually listen to not just some of the words, but all of the words. When you don't just, you know, come and sit and watch, but when you say, you know what, I think I'm going to have to actually interact with this thing. It's when you actually put these things into practice that that's when it makes the difference. Uh, Jesus follows it up uh, with this. He says, therefore, everyone who, who hears uh, these words of mine and doesn't just hear them, but puts them into practice, actually lives these things out, makes them a part of their regular rule of life, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Uh, he goes on. So the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And again, real quick, some of you know people like this, don't you? Where they have gone through really difficult storms of life and it's been difficult and it's been tough, but just the way in which they built their life, they, they, they didn't enjoy the storm, but they weathered it in such a way that like their life didn't, their, their faith didn't crumble, their hope, their joy didn't go away because their life was built on something different. Uh, on the other hand, Jesus says this, he says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, who puts it in the basement, who's like, I'm not going to do that part of it. That part's too hard. Uh, puts them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Uh, and he follows that up and he says this, says, the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. And again, many of us know people like that, where just they hit a speed bump in life and speed bumps aren't fun. We've talked about that a few weeks ago and we talked about persecution. That's one of the things that's difficult times are going to happen to all of us. But when they hit their rough time, just it just, it just all fell apart. And it's because maybe... Their life was built on success, it was built on money, uh, it was built on some sort of an identity that just wouldn't hold up in the long term. Uh, now, there's obviously a lot about that analogy that we don't understand. Most of us have never built a house before. Uh, it, definitely, we didn't build a house 2,000 years ago where we had to like carve into stone and that whole deal. But I think Jesus' metaphor is pretty clear to all of us, is that there, there's two ways to build a house. Uh, there's an easy way to build a house, uh, digging in a foundation of sand would be way easier, and there's a hard way to build a house. And more importantly, what Jesus is saying is that there's two ways to build a life. There's two ways to build your family. There's two ways to build your friendship. There's two ways to build your, your hope and, and your joy. There's two ways to build your soul. Uh, there's an easy way, and there's a challenging way. And, and this is what has prevented us from doing most of the things that we know we ought to do, that we had intentions to do, is that there's you know, a hard way. Like, I, I know if I did that, it would, have, it would have fruit in the long term, but the easy way is just to just, like, take another nap and watch another show. And, like, e even though, like, I know that just taking a nap, you should take naps sometimes, too. I'm not trying to dog on naps. Sorry about that. Uh, but we know that that will have long-term fruit 
but we know it's going to be hard. It's going to be more difficult, even though we know it's going to be better in the future. It's easier just to sit down and watch the video. It's easier just to come to church and listen to this stuff, but to actually put it into practice is going to be challenging. To start giving money away, to actually have that difficult conversation we talked about a few weeks ago to forgive somebody else, uh, to actually to take time out of our schedule to say, I can't do everything, I'm gonna budget my time, I'm gonna say no to some things, so that way I can have more time for relationships. It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna have some difficult conversations. It's gonna be challenging. Uh, as far as building a house, as far as building a life, in general, it's gonna take more effort, it's gonna take more time, and it's gonna take more planning. But in the end, you know and I know it's going to be better. Uh, the word that I like uh, for all of this is to move from the idea of just good intentions to having a life of intentionality. Uh, that we are living every, we're waking up every day with like, I, I know who I'm trying to be someday. I know where I'm trying to go. And therefore, I'm going to try to do patterns today that may not be always the easiest way to live, but I'm going to live in such a way that I'm going to get where I want to be. I'm going to live an intentional kind of life. And we do that by putting things into practice. Uh, and so, uh, real practical, what exactly do we want to be super intentional about? Uh, and a couple of things. First, I want you, first of all, to be intentional to whatever God is telling you to do. So if at any point over this sermon series, if you've been a part of it, if you've been doing something else, one of those classes, and you've had something bubble up of like, ah, I need to do that, I need to talk to this person, I need to start this habit. If God has told you something particular for you, you need to be intentional about not just having intention about it, but to actually have an action. Have a repeated action about making that a part of your life. Uh, but then on top of that, I hope, as a church, uh, like Zachary said earlier, this summer we want to be intentional about three different things. We want us all to say, okay, we don't want to just like these ideas. We don't always want to hear these things. We don't always want to talk about these things. We want to actually put these things in practice. Uh, and here's what they are. The first one is prayer. Uh, we want to be uh, not just an organization, we want to be individuals who pray very well, very effectively. Uh, we want to be people who actually enjoy prayer. Uh, I think a lot of us would fall into a camp of like, ah, I know I should pray, pray, pray something, but it's like prayer can be kind of tough. It can be one of those things where it's like, all right, if I got to pray for 10 minutes, it's like, okay, I'm doing prayers and look at my watch. Am I done yet? Okay, a little bit more. It's, it's prayer something that is just feels like more of an ought to do than a should do. And so we want to be a group of people who move to a place where prayer is something that's a regular part of our life, something that we enjoy doing, something that we become more powerful at, that we're really seeing answers to our prayer. And we want to be a group of people who individually just have these like robust, big prayer lives where we just become more and more people who just are good at talking to God who enjoy t talking to God. Uh, we want to work on that. Uh, the second thing we want to work on is we want to be a people that are connected. Uh, we use the phrase a lot that we don't want to just be a friendly church. We want to be a church of friends. Uh, and that's what I think all of us are looking for. Uh, we don't want to just have people that like smile to us and wave to us and we like maybe sort of know their name. We want to have people in our lives that like 
are like our people, you know, who know us, who like are praying for us, who are supporting us in the good times and in the bad times. Uh, we want to be people that are very, very connected. And we can't be connected to everybody, but we can be connected to some people. Uh, and then the last thing is that we want to have some serious fun. Uh, we've gone through a difficult year. Some of you have hopefully found some fun in the midst of that. But we think that we need to be intentional about food and dancing and about belly laughs and just legitimately having really, really fun in life. And so we think one of the best ways to be intentional about that is to act in that, is to support that as best we can as a church. And we know that you're busy. We know you have lots of things going on in the summer. We know you can't be a part of everything. So we want you to be a part of one thing. And what we want you to be a part of this summer is what we're calling these watch parties. Uh, as Zach uh, said earlier, uh, the nice thing about these watch parties is we are as flexible as we can possibly be to your schedule. So if you want to do yours on Sunday morning, awesome. We have watch parties that meet on Sunday mornings. If you want to do yours Sunday night, if you want to do yours Saturday night, if you want to do yours Wednesday night, uh, I think there's one that's going to be on a Friday night. We, if you want to do yours in person, if you want to do yours over Zoom, we're going to find ways to have these groups get together. And the reason is we want to get you together because together as a small group, you can pray. And we all want to learn how to pray. Uh, praying out loud, I know, is one of the scariest things. But to actually take time to pray with a smaller group of people, it'll be a little less scary. And to practice and to get better and to effort, I believe is going to help us to move not just hearing about prayer and like, oh, that's a good idea, but to actually practice it. Uh, at the watch parties each week, as we learn about prayer, we're going to give you questions and we're going to give you some tasks, some things that you can do to actually practice prayer all through the week. And a huge marker of whether we have this just be something we learn about or whether it becomes a way of life is do we just maybe go to the watch party and learn and watch and maybe we practice there but then like ah, i don't have time for the questions but for you to actually take time to go through the practices and the questions and actually to do these things is going to make a huge difference uh then we want you you'll be with a group of people and you'll be with the same group of people all summer long. So hopefully you learn their names. Hopefully you learn their stories. Hopefully you learn what's going on in their life, what they're excited about, what they're worried about. Hopefully they learn about you, and hopefully you develop some deeper friends. And then you have to be super intentional about this. Don't just get together, watch, pray, and then leave. Take time for fun. And so what is fun for you? Uh, it would be fun if, like, afterwards, like, we all, like, sat on the deck and ate burgers. You should all sit down on the deck and eat burgers. Uh, if fun for you is, oh, we should like have a big cornhole tournament one week, you should do a cornhole, a cornhole tournament. If you're like, hey, it'd be fun one week if we all got together and we like, you know, blasted some music, we kind of had a like, dance party in the living room. Do that. If playing cards, if doing a board game, if whatever it is that would be fun for you with that group of people, intentionally find ways to have fun. Uh, and you can do that by uh, going to the website and you can sign up. Uh, to join the watch party we'll have all the content and all that kind of stuff available and our hope is and again we're going to hear all about prayer uh, as we go through this sermon on the mount jesus is all about this idea of being a group of people and one of the things we love about jesus is that he was serious about fun we don't want it to be just something that you say and that you like we want you to have something that you are intentional about but 
it's going to not be the, it's going to be way easier just to sit on your couch and do nothing. It's going to be easier just to like, I don't know, I'll, I'll catch back up in September when they start getting together on Sunday mornings again. Uh, it will be way easier initially to not be a part of this. The, the harder, more challenging thing is going to be to make a plan. I got to get a schedule. I got to sign up. I, I got some homework to do now to like learn more about prayer. You know, I got to put myself out there and like actually get to know other people and tell parts of my story. It's definitely going to be more challenging. I get that. But in the end, it's going to be way, way better because it's going to allow us to live this way of life that Jesus promises is in fact the best happiest, blessed, chance to be enviable way of life. Uh, and finally, uh, we celebrate uh, communion each week. And part of the reason of why we celebrate communion is because okay, Jesus didn't just say this stuff just to hear himself talk. Jesus actually lived these things out. Jesus was not the kind of a teacher who said, you know, do as I say, but not as I do. Jesus actually lived out these same principles. And Jesus' intention was that he wanted a relationship with you. And he wanted a relationship with me. And there was maybe easier ways to go about that. But Jesus was so serious about having a relationship with us that he was willing to take action. Not just kind of action, radical action. Because Jesus would do anything possible if it meant that he could have a relationship with you and if he could have a relationship with me, even if the price, if the cost was so high that it cost him his very life. And we remember that, of how much Jesus radically loves us and how we in turn want to radically love him back. Uh, so let's together, let's take the bread. And let's together take the juice. And let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we love you. God, thank you for the, the words that you have given us for instruction. That you loved us enough to not just save us so that we can go to heaven someday but that you have laid out instructions for how we can live our lives now that are indeed an upside-down way of living, that indeed take radical changes, but that you insist that if we live this way, then we will experience your kingdom right here on earth, that we will be people that have a house that is built on the rock, and that we will be able to experience life with you and life with others that is truly the best way to live. Help us to embark on that. Help us to do it together. Help us to not just like the ideas, to not just put some of them into practice, but to do our best through your Holy Spirit's power to live every single one of these things out. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, we want to thank you guys for uh, being here today. And uh, here's Zach Steins to close out our service. Thanks, John. Yeah, so as John mentioned, uh, thank you all for joining us here this morning. Um, as he talked about a little bit, just that idea of we, we kind of want to 
not just attend, but really live this out and make it a habit and a lifestyle. And so two ways uh, that you might be seeing here in a little bit is you might get an email uh, with kind of next steps. Uh, there's going to be some questions, some readings. We encourage you to talk with that uh, with some folks. Um, if you don't have anybody to talk about it, uh, reach out. Uh, we'd love to get connected. Um, but yeah, think through those, uh, use those readings as a great uh, guide uh, to kind of really transition from not just listening and attending, um, but that lifestyle. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, the Connect card, um, as we mentioned, is fill that out, use that as a way we can help um, you uh, make, maybe make those transition to more of a lifestyle. We, we, there's a lot of opportunities there. He mentioned some of the classes we offer. Um, you can use that Connect card to let us know what you're uh, interested in. Um, and then lastly uh, is, as we mentioned, we're a group of people um, that, that really are trying to radically love Jesus, each other, and the world. And so if there's anything that's going on in your life, anything you need help with, uh, let us know. We want to radically love you. Um, and so we want to be able to, to be a part of that. Um, and, you know, the, the easiest way is, is letting us know. And so you can also do that on the Connect card. So thanks again. Happy Father's Day and hope you are able to enjoy today um, and the rest of your week. Thanks.